0: With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and DK on 101 ESPN. Some of the conversations we have out there, man. Some of the conversations. Let's go into the Brown and Crippen celebrity line. We are happy to be joined by Murray Brown. He's a baseball writer for Forbes. You can follow him on Twitter at BizballMory, M-A-U-R-Y. Murray, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you guys today?
2: We're good, Mari. I got a quick question for you, though. Um, Alex, our, our board op guy, said that when he called you, he got this like recording saying that, you know, I don't accept solicitors. If you're a solicitor, hang up. If you're not, press 1. Okay, I got to tell you, I'm impressed. How the heck did you get this feature?
1: Uh, well, it's this amazing thing called money and the phone company. And so, <laughs> so That will tell you how life is at my place, right? I, everybody wants a piece of you, right?
2: Oh my God. I was impressed. I'm like, I'm going to have to dive into this now because I deal with that all day long. It's like potential spam. I'm like, I need to get rid of this. I got to weed them out of my life.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work, though, man. I'm <laughs> telling you right now, I wish it did, but I still get them.
2: All right, Mario, let's talk a little bit about baseball because
0: they're in a bad place right now and they need to come to an agreement. Uh, what What have you made of what is basically this first round of negotiation between the players and the league with now seeing both the owners and the players proposals that they've sent
2: out?
1: Well, I, I have to tell you guys, initially I thought that th- this really stepped up on the wrong foot. I mean, when you start leaking this idea of a salary cap right out of the gate, um, that that was never going to go well. Well, the owners never submitted a salary cap idea to the players. Instead, they look at this sliding scale where they would have them basically absorb some of the losses that are going to go on in this thing. And, of course, the players are going to have none of that. They, they really don't want to. They believe that they can do, a, do it with a prorated system. They counter with a longer season which will give them, you know, basically more money with prorated, they said, look, we'll defer some money if the postseason is canceled or shortened. But look, guys, they're so far apart on this thing right now. Both offers, I think, in and of themselves, were both crazy. I don't think that either side could honestly believe that, that one or the other was going to accept this. But they've got to come to an agreement soon. And the owner meetings are slated for Wednesday and Thursday. You know, they, they could maybe move into next week, but they really can't go much past this, guys. I mean, they're going to Have to figure this thing out this week, pretty much.
2: All right, so, Mari, you touched on something that I was asking Brandon earlier in our show. Their first offers, the owner's offer, obviously the players thought was ridiculous. Now, the players counter with an offer that, you know, the owners, I'm sure, will find slightly ridiculous. do you find that like they need to come together here soon? They're so far apart. That's like six weeks ago, tactics. Do they, Do you think either side realizes just how far apart they are and that they've got such a massive amount of distance to close up?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see how they don't know that they're far apart on this thing. Um, it's amazing how fast things can come together, though. And, and look, I, you, what you're doing is you try to basically make your case that Um, First of all, the the players wanted to see all the books opened up. I don't think that the league was willing to go completely and open everything up. Um, I think that the thing that they have to try and realize in some way, shape, or form is neither side is going to get exactly what they want. And to some extent, how can they do that? And in my mind, um, this would largely be the way that the players can say, look, we'll take our prorated pay. But you can go ahead and defer that out over maybe one or two seasons, uh, maybe with a little bit of interest so that you spread this thing out. Guys, I'll get back to this. You know, baseball is a $10.7 billion industry, right? You know, in times of plenty, when I talk to executives in the league and, and those around the league at the club level, just, you know, several months ago, they said, you know, if the players came forward right now with a cap system where they said, we want to take a percentage, Of baseball-related revenues, similar to the systems that you see in the NBA and the NHL, that the owners would largely say no because the money had flipped in their favor. Well, I find that ironic now that when we find these headwinds, they're they're going to go for it's all capitalism when things are great. We're going to go with socialism from the players when it goes bad. So it's an interesting turn of events. Nobody saw it coming, but at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of money flowing into the league. The players are not in the midst of or wanting to move off this just yet.
0: We're talking with Maury Brown. He's a baseball writer for Forbes. You can give him a follow on Twitter at BizballMauri, M-A-U-R-Y. I do want to ask you about the owners because we're now seeing more and more often these leaks that say something to the effect of, you know, there's some owners in baseball that aren't even sure they want to play a season this year. Are you buying that? And how much should we take that into consideration when we're talking about some of these negotiations?
1: Well, I think you should take it serious. I I think the A's are probably leading that charge. Um, The question would be whether there are eight of them enough to scuttle any approval of a season at this point. That's why the, the, the players' offer of 114 games or however many, 124 games, however many it is right now, is going in the opposite direction of what some of these clubs want. You know, if they could get 60 games in, I think that they would do it. Um, it. You know, they're largely all focusing on the postseason and the additional monies that they'll get there with the expanded um, postseason play that they're going to bring. They're going to ex- increase that to 14 teams. So, you know, it, I think that they're just at this position where there absolutely are some of them that are doing that, and that is the problem that you have on both sides of this equation, both with the players and the owners. There are some that want to make it happen, and they're in better financial position to go ahead and do this, knowing the optics of how it would look Look if this whole season goes bad. And there are probably other considerations. I mean if you're the Red Sox and you own Nesson, well some of that money's funneling back to you. The players are in the same boat. There are some players that'll go, you know what, I got enough money and I don't want to take the health risk. You know, we're probably just better off looking at 2021 and figuring out our next labor deal. And there are some players that go, I got a mortgage payment just like everybody else. I need that money. So you're you're trying to figure out where you sit in terms of your coalition on either side and how that's going to play out. And I don't know if we've really found out where that is yet. Players look pretty solid right now, but over time that could shift.
0: If the owners want to play fewer games, does it behoove them then to continue down this path of furthering the negotiations that way then it's just time suggests that they have to play fewer games yeah
1: I think that that's where it would might go you know I think that what they want is to try and figure out some way to get some relief on this thing right I mean I'm not going to deny that the owners are absolutely going to lose some revenues this this year you know they're going to make it up a lot faster than the players and that's something that I don't think is part of that equation that's being discussed owners are around a lot longer than players you know, you're, if you're a veteran player right now and you're on the edge, you're like, man, this could be my, my, maybe my last paycheck for a while. It, and it is a situation where the owners have a longer lifespan than the players do. So, look, they, they have to try and see if they can figure this out. The NBA is about ready to get going. You know, we're seeing motorsports already fired up. You know if you have one of one of the major sports leagues not happen the rest of them do it's just a horrible black eye they they've got to get this figured
2: out yeah that's where I was headed with this is you talk about the other sports that the you know, UFC's going NASCAR's going we've seen a golf event like we're progressing into that direction with the NBA the NHL and I want to circle back with the KBO. you know everybody you know we kind of been tuning in and just watching just to see how it works and whatnot but with the KBO actually up and running and playing and all these other sports that are finding a way how awful does it look if baseball the players and the owners can't seem to come together here and really that it comes down to dollars and cents at the end of it what kind of ramifications will that have with the fan base
1: well, I think that it maybe in some ways is being overstated, guys. I mean, it's going to absolutely be a black eye. I can't I can't deny that. There will be some that will say, look, the grocery store workers and frontline workers, you know, and God bless them, right? I mean, it's just, I think, a different situation. But to be really honest with you, this is a lot different than losing a World Series or something, where it was, you know, you didn't have the backdrop of the pandemic. Remember, that's why all of this is happening. And there is a legitimate health and safety concern. So the players are saying, we're the ones that are going out there and putting our, you know, health on the line. You know, the players, you know, owners are sitting in their, you know, bunkers and, and are all safe. Mm-hmm. It's a just, I think, a different situation. Absolutely, there are going to be fans that say millionaires and billionaires bickering right now is a bad look. And I am not going to discount that. But I have to think about this in terms of the pandemic.
0: What do you think ultimately comes here? We're talking with Maury Brown. He's a baseball writer for Forbes. He's on Twitter, at Bizball How do you think this gets resolved, Maury?
1: Boy, I don't know, guys. I mean, I would like to see a situation where they, you know, the players are willing to defer compensation, um, whether it needs to be with interest or no interest or whatever. You allow some way to basically spread this out. And I said a couple seasons, and the reason for the couple of seasons would be this: in twenty, at the end of the twenty twenty one season, you know, the new national broadcast deals kick in, and there's going to be a significant increase in revenues for the owners at that point. So that is an ability to allow that to happen, to push it out a little bit, to basically spread it out. And then there's some new money coming in to the league at that point. So, look, I hope that they figure this out. If they get 82 games in or they get 70 games in or whatever it's going to be, you know, I would hope that they would do this. But right now, I mean, they're going to have to really dig in to make this sort of thing happen. Like we said, it's this week or early next week at the latest – or, or you're really behind the eight ball. I mean, they might be able to start maybe a little bit later, but, you know, it just, it would just look bad.
0: He's Maury Brown. You can find his work. Forbes.com is where you find it, and give him a follow on Twitter as well, at BizBallMaury, M-A-U-R-Y. Maury, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. All right, guys, you take care. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you. That is Maury Brown joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I think the most interesting thing to come out of all of that is, based on what he said, if the owners truly do want to play fewer games this year, then this all makes sense, the timing of what's taking place Mm -hmm. right now. Maybe they're just basically dragging their feet Slow playing, and holding on to the rope and saying, if we can get this thing instead of we can put it, push it out there, right? We need this to get done. We need this to get done. But then everybody says, oh, there's no real deadlines well, if they just push this thing forward, eventually you're going to get to the place where, yeah, you can only play 60 or 70 games. And if that's what they wanted from the beginning, they don't even have to negotiate it. They can just put that off to the side and pretend like it's not even something that needs to be negotiated, and then the timing does the
2: negotiating for them. That'll really damage relationships even further with the players because guess what? They're thinking the same thing as far as let's not let them drag the anchor behind them here. Let's make sure that we can get these 105, 14 games or hundred games, whatever their real target number is. And so if the owners are dragging their feet that much and it becomes real obvious now, guess what? That trust issue we had before it's magnified.
0: You also mentioned that if they've got eight owners that ultimately don't want to play this season, that could be enough to stop the progress between the players and the owners. Hmm. I, every time that I see one of these stories about how owners with it, plural owners might not want to play this season. I wonder who they are. He mentioned the A's as potentially being one that is a lot makes of the low budget
2: teams, right? They're the I would ones think that are going to cost them more money than they're going to make. And then
0: you hear stories about how it's not even necessarily the low budget teams, it's the smaller markets with the higher payrolls, right? Mm-hmm. St. Louis, I would be stunned if they were in that category. They, they want to play baseball this oh, let's year. hope not. But there are some similar to St. Louis where it's a smaller market. They get a lot of their revenue from the gate, and then they have the higher payroll as a result because of that gate revenue that they're making. This season, they're not going to have that gate revenue, so they're going to be these teams that are hit the hardest by the fact that you're not having fans in the stands this year. I don't know who those other teams are that would be in that position, but I would imagine that some of those owners are the ones that they're talking about, that they're referencing in these kinds of stories.
2: Wow. We talked about earlier, with offers like this going back and forth, and they're kind of, not kind of, they're far apart like this, it gives those owners more fuel to grab other owners and say, this isn't worth it. This is just not worth our time and certainly not worth our money. And if we get to eight, like Maury suggests, yep. we got a problem. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> they didn't say that over the weekend, thank goodness. No. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie.
0: It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. The Junk Drawer is next.